And two, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvin Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. 
Cavill. He know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike is out on assignment, or at least there's an emergency that came up. He's, he's in good shape, but taking care of some other duties that he needs to do. So looks like we'll be running the ship and see if we can get in some great dialogue for the lab lecture listeners out there. With that being said, this is Dr. Ville Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 183 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBCU sports, for institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs, and most importantly, the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We are filming from our home studios, sending a signal live. The case waits 1230 AM studio with Texas Radio Hall of Famer, the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas, as we continue to get it done. With that said, in today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is brought to you by THC Agency, I should say. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics specialty there. With that being said, Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Doc. Doing well. Hanging in there. Another uh, week of exciting uh, uh, football action this past week. Looking forward to this upcoming week. Got a lot of great games in the mid-major and major conferences. So what's some news out there that you want to talk about today? Well, let's start with this right here as we are broadcasting on the Black College Sports Network. But the Black College Sports Network, they have partnered with the Gulf Coast Challenge to become the exclusive streaming partner of the 2021 Gulf Coast Challenge. Uh, Black, uh, Black College Sports Network uh, has become the exclusive streaming partner for the event. Not only will BCSN broadcast the game live on its platforms, they will also broadcast the BCSN Game Time Show live from Lad People Stadium. This year's event features SWAT champion, the Alabama a Bulldogs, taking on perennial SIAC contender, the Tuskegee Golden Tigers. The game will air at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, this Saturday, September 25th. So kudos to the guys over at Black College Sports Network, Roy Evans, A.D. Drew. Brian Fulford, all those guys, man. Looking forward to a great uh, production, a great broadcast of Tuskegee and Alabama a Oh, You know they're going to bring it hot and heavy. That's big-time news. BCSN continues to change the game. That's how they get it done. I'm excited about that move. Great announcement. Great piece of work there. Shifting back over here as you talk about the Alabama a and Bulldogs, uh, the SWAC. SWAC names Thomas, Associate Commissioner. For administration, that is Reginald Thomas. It's new associate commissioner for administration. Um, has a lot of background work as senior associate athletic director for student athletic services. Uh, doing his tenure with Bethune University, more than ten years experience of doing a lot of that work in different areas. Um, responsible for some NCA grants, 
Um, he had one over $900,000, secured over 250 k in supplemental funding and supporting athletic programs. You know anything about Charles, he's always seeking ways to get additional revenue for the conference. So it doesn't surprise me with this background that Reginald Thomas uh, gets the nod here. That's a great move for him. I met him with Lynn Thompson uh, at the NCAA when we were presenting some information for the NCAA's AASP grant. So um, kudos to him. Should be interesting to see how he's moving forward. Any thoughts on that, Charles? Uh, yeah, that was, it looks like another great hire by the Southwestern Athletic Conference uh, a, a administrative team. Uh, it looks like he brings quite a bit of experience to the job and uh, looking forward to the SWAC continuing to do great things uh, from an administrative standpoint. We've seen uh, so many things that they've done just in the past two, three years since uh, Dr. McCullough has come on board and it has really changed the trajectory of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Let me shout out. I know some of y'all are going across the screen, but I'm going to shout out some of these lab lectures. They come on and bring it hot and heavy. We can spend a little time shouting them out. Ricky Burton, Jimmy L. Wilson is in the house. Keith Martin, Mary Allen says, hello, everyone. Miami is in the lab. Go ahead. I like some Miami. I missed the fact that I didn't get down there for that FAMU Jack State game, but I'll find my way back to Miami. My second favorite place outside of the Caribbean, to be honest with you. Uh, Jimmy says, let's get it started. No doubt about it. Sounds like he's doing his old hammer dance. <laughs> uh, Karen Griffin, TU, and Clark Atlanta in the lab. I like it. I like it. Shout out. Arby Park. Can't wait to watch the Gulf Coast Challenge. I don't know why it's going to be entertaining. I see Alabama A&M, the Bulldogs, getting it done. And so, yeah, you'll see the ball in the air. That's for sure doing that matchup. Tune in. Tune out. Get it done. Who else we got in here? Ricky Burton, always going to make sure you know Graham fans in the house. Got a big one up there in Dallas, State Fair Classic. We State Fair Classic. A little bit that'll, about that. That'll be huge. Yeah, it's another, as Mike would say, another data point opportunity. Another there you go. Point. There you go. Keith Martin in the house watching. Kay Johnson, always sharing love. Appreciate it. Keith Martin says, D, I love making sure people understand and know. Dwight Morris says, good evening, Medina and the professor. Bishop, yes, we in the house, in the house. The reporting from the lab in the Big D World State Fair classes approaching. Go Jags. Yes, it is upon us. Good evening inside the lab. Professors D, Reginald Johnson, D, Reginald Johnson, always showing up and showing out. Appreciate executive love in terms of what he brings to the table. Troy Lamont Coleman, Aggie, A&T Roy, up in here. After smacking and rattling down this morning, hashtag Aggies do. Wow, they started hot and heavy already. Wow. Done that. The Aggies will be Saturday. I figured he was going to chase around some North Carolina Central Eagles. They don't even waste time with Eagles. They have no. All right, they just looking over this. No, I thought it was Aggie Classic this weekend. Okay. Never nope. mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, K. Johnson says, Doc, great interview the other day. Love Coach Prime. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll try to find a way to get a different dis disposition out of Coach Prime. If you get to him, he can give you some really good information. I know sometimes we look above the fray with all that, but if you really dig into it, his perspectives on some things are extremely unique. And many of them are, are with the perspective that we could take deeper dives and really try to figure out a different perspective of how we move things forward. Ari Parker says, that's why I want to watch. Thank you. Strike, strike, strike again. William E. Davis, all right. George Suggs is in the house. 
He says, Aggie, do see if we can get him to bite on some of that and put some stuff out there on North Carolina Central Eagles. Chad Cooper, good evening, professor from Baton Rouge. Southern has the rebound with Valley and Texas Southern, another giveaway to make me slip in your polls. Yeah, yeah you know they're gonna call it polls. You can't you can't lose a game at home FCS level. I agree that's with a, you, Chad. That's a tough one. Yeah, tough that one. Away. yeah they'll they'll be marinating on the wild, but they gotta find a way to back bounce back. They got Valley, and Valley is digging deep and doing some different things. They want to come out focused, so it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. I don't think Valley can make that statement, but Southern needs to find a way to make a statement in itself. Sherman yeah. Miller in the house, 1871. I see Jamie O'Walker. We in here, man. The Aggies are deep. Appreciate the Aggie love, man. Fred Whitted, Winston-Salem State, HBCU Heritage Center, BCSE, HBCU football history, no doubt about it. Let me jump back and get to you, Charles. What else you got out there? I think I know where you're going next, and this one excites me. I've had it in my bag. Charles asked me not to share it until it officially came out. But when I first heard him tell me a little bit about it, I was fascinated. What else you got? Where you want to go? Sure thing. Let's go with this. The Pac-12 and the SWAC, they create an educational and basketball scheduling partnership. Uh, this is huge. The Pac-12 and SWAC announced the formation of a basketball educational and scheduling partnership that will feature a first-of-its-kind annual home-and-home -home series between member institutions. The Men's and Women's Basketball Partnership is aimed at creating both a forum for competition as well as promotion and education around issues of anti-racism and social justice. The partnership is set to begin in November 2022 with six matchups for the initial men's cycle determined. Women's matchups will be announced in the coming week. So we take a look at some of those matchups. Dr. Bill Southern will be visiting Arizona, Florida, and since this is November 10th through the 13th, 2022, Southern will visit Arizona, Florida A&M at Oregon, Alabama State at USC, Arizona State at Texas Southern, Colorado at Grambling State, Washington State at Prairie View, and then uh, November 9th through 12th, 2023, Texas Southern will, will visit the Sun Devils, Arizona State, Grambling will visit Colorado, Prairie View will be at Washington State, Southern will host Arizona, Florida A&M will host Oregon, and Alabama State will host USC in 2023, so big news coming out of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Yes, and then in 2024, 2025, then the second part of that return trip for some, 25-26, they'll rotate out, and the next six teams in the conference will get a little bit of that shine. Fascinating where everybody in the conference gets a part of that. Um, this works in a lot of ways uh, for both conferences, unique, where they get to return some players back home in some areas. You certainly get a chance to go recruit in the West, uh, either that's the Northwest or – West Coast, as you would have it, or even Southwest in terms of the Arizona part of that. So fascinating. And then you get to have some of the home games. You're talking about being able to uh, sell some extra home tickets. Uh, that should be interesting. And then you get in on the fact that you don't get these games on your home court to battle and what it will do for recruiting to be able to sell that to some recruits in this area that may be looking at mid-major, if you would, between SWAC and does this usher SWAC into being able to push limits of potentially moving into that mid-major uh, threshold. So I think, as you said, in on so many different ways, this is fascinating. This is, this is an intriguing one. And as I said, Charles snuck this out on me and said, hey, hold on to it, but he's excited. He said the paperwork's about done, and I can see why 
and it didn't resonate with me until he actually until I actually saw it. And then that's when I was like, you talking about the business side of this, what it does in a lot of ways is certainly significant. So great point uh, you put out there. Let's wrap our heads a little bit more around that in terms of uh, the business side of that. Um, when you talk about you're playing power five conferences and what does this do? And I wonder what this may look like in other ways where other conferences start to do this. To give you an example, we saw Notre Dame moving and planning to take a game at Howard University. Now you have a whole conference doing it. So it'd be interesting to see moving forward uh, what this may sh shape up like in that framework. Let's get into here, if you would, in terms – go ahead. No, I want, and I wanted to ask uh, a, a business-related question in terms of uh, what do the, uh, I guess, the Pac-12 conferences, uh, what do they get out of playing the Southwestern Athletic Conference teams? Uh, we, we, we can, I know we can, can focus in on what it means for the SWAC, and it, it opens up a tremendous amount of opportunities with regards to recruiting and exposure. But uh, what's the upside uh, for these Power 5 teams when they come visit uh, uh, some of these uh, SWAC uh, home gyms? Point. I think one of the things that you talk about basketball in so many ways uh, for especially the top echelon and to some degree the power five conferences, they pretty much recruit nationally, right? Mm. And so one of the nice things is there's likely over a four-year period of time where you're going to recruit a kid that's outside of the Pac-12 window. And this gives you a chance if you're not playing a Texas uh, or, you know, other power five institutions, this gives you a chance to come play uh, near, if not in the same city of where you recruited a kid. This mm -hmm. also gives you a chance to get in to the recruiting hotbeds of the SEC in terms of the Big 12, if you would, and to some degree the ACC, about maybe finding a way to pluck a player or two away. The sure. other benefit that Charles spoke about that resonated with me a little bit is that it actually is going to be more beneficial for the Pac-12 to play – on the road, and if they happen to have success in terms of winning the game, it's actually going to be measured better than if they play the SWAT team at home won the game. Okay. Um, and so that's another thing is you get a little more merit of playing on the road, road regardless of the level of competition. You get a little more weight on that. So that's the idea. Plus, going into a tough environment, is good if you're in terms of a coach, in terms of the Pac-12, they wants to see that. Uh, you're excited about what that looks like in testing your team before you get into conference play. Um, instead of them having all the confines of being at home or before you have to go take on a another foe uh, that may be ranked top 25 outside of the conference. This is a way to kind of get ready for that. So there's multiple ways to look at how business-wise this is beneficial uh, to uh, the Pac-12 just as much as the SEC. Important sure. question in context because a lot of times people will see this as one way. This is not just a one-way agreement. There's multiple ways where both of the conferences get some benefit out of that. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're going to go into our first break after the end of our first quarter. We'll come back. We're going to unveil the polls, but before we unveil the polls, we'll talk about some of the Splat Football Weekly Honors as well as the MEAC and then we'll get into the polls. But stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. And we'll give you who's shaking and making moves in the SWAC and the MEAC in terms of those football honors. And I get to tell you, 
what's going on in the polls and see what your thoughts on that. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love life and who the boss. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike is out tending to an emergency uh, that uh, pulled him away from the show. Uh, taking care of business, but we have Charles Bishop in here. I'm sure he's going to let me know on the poll, but before we get in there, I know you wanted to give the weekly accolades. What do you got? Yeah, let's start off with the MIAC as we take a look at Norfolk State, uh, almost with a clean sweep over there in the MIAC in terms of weekly honors. We start with uh, Norfolk State quarterback Jawan Carter. He was named Offensive Player of the Week. Norfolk State defensive end Chris Myers was the Defensive Player of the Week, and J.J. Davis was named the Rookie of the Week, all uh, from uh, uh, Norfolk State. Uh, Kobe Bird was also named the Offensive Lineman of the Week. But let's take a look at Juwan Carter. Uh, he tied Norfolk State Division One record for five touchdown passes against Elizabeth City State, passing for 353 yards, 23 of 30. He accounted for 381 yards as the Spartans set new program records for points and total yards in a single game. When we take a look at Myers, he recorded two of Norfolk State's eight sacks against Elizabeth City uh, for a total of 15 yards. He's also key in holding the Vikings to negative. 49 yards rushing. We take a look at Davis. He rushed eight times, 121 yards and two touchdowns, including a 72-yard scamper in the fourth quarter. And Bird, he braided out at 97% against Elizabeth City State, committing no penalties, giving up no sacks, and helping the Spartans rack up a single-game record, Dr. Cavill, 675 yards of total offense. And rounding it out for the MIAC is illegal. He kicked a pair of field goals in helping the Eagles in a comeback win against Winston-Salem State, including a career-long 43-yarder. So those were the MEAC Weekly Honors. Nice. Norfolk State. Man, are they turning that curve a little early? I yeah. see it. Dawson Norfolk Ohms State, South Carolina State. Dawson Holmes working that magic. I know it was just Elizabeth City State, but I like what he's doing. He has some leadership at the quarterback position. And Norfolk State was hungry. They were right on the edge. Um, they wanted to make that break. Couldn't quite do it the last couple of years. But this is a pretty focused team in regards to 
wanting to get a little more shine on their programs. So mm -hmm. it's not going to take much to get them interested. So I'm, I'm really fascinated to see what that looks like. That matchup, I know it's early, but that Norfolk State at South Carolina State, something tells me that it's going down. Yeah. With that being said, let's go over to the SWAT. What you got? Yeah, let's take a look at the SWAT Weekly Honors as the SWAT name, Alabama A&M's Gary Qualls, Florida A&M's Marquise Bell, uh, Pine Bluffs Josh Sanchez, and Prairie View's Juwan Pass as its SWAT Football Players of the Week for their outstanding performances uh, during this past week. Let's start off on the offensive side of the ball. Gary Qualls delivered a clutch performance on national television as he played a key, key role in Alabama A&M's 30-27 SWAT opening victory over Bethune-Cookman. He goes 27 times for 101 yards, also made an impact as a receiver, caught three balls for 46 yards to help keep the defense guessing. On the defensive side, Marquise Bell, a new career high, 15 tackles, Dr. Bill, while also recording a sack and wow. forcing a fumble against South Florida. Nice uh, effort against an FBS opponent as he was named the Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, he was also named to the Reese's Senior Bowl uh, – I'm sorry, also named Reese's Senior Bowl Defensive Player of the Week. So uh, great uh, work that time, uh, Marquise Bell. We'll take a look at the specialist, Sanchez. He helped keep uh, UAPB in the game with his stellar play on special teams, punted the ball a total of five times for 214 yards. Averaging 42.8 yards per punt. He also had a big 62-yard punt in that game. Uh, and two punts of 50 or more. He also placed two punts inside the 20-yard line. And the newcomer of the week, Juwan Pass. Huge game for Prairie View uh, this past week as uh, the Panthers knocked off HBU 37-27. But Pass, he goes for 365 yards, 24-35 uh, passing, leading his team to a season-high 529 total yards. He threw two touchdowns during the game and was a key contributor to the Panthers offensively while also chipping in 33 yards rushing, averaging 3.7 yards per carry. So those were your SWAC players of the week. Yeah, shout out to Rocky Miller of slowburnwaco.com. Why did I get a special shout out to him? Due towards Dewan Pass, man, he made me be able to pull out that little cigar this weekend on a, a victory there. So kudos. If you need your victory cigars, I'm telling you, go check out Rocky Miller with the slowburnwaco.com. He has all your cigar needs. And if you really want to do a special for one of these homecoming events, check him out. He can pull out the most cigar and really get fancy on you. So make sure you get it done. Shout out to Ricky uh, Miller for supporting us in so many different ways. Want to give a shout out to Chad Cooper as well. He says the, that PAC 12 agreement reminded him of the great migration of many Southern blacks getting jobs out West with military related jobs and factories. Great point. Mm, I like, that. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Troy got, uh, I'm going to have to go check this out after the show. Troy gave me a link to when he was doing some of that smack talk against the rallies. I thought he was just, talking some general smack talk. He made a video and posted it on YouTube. Yeah, I got to go see that. That's tough. Man, he's serious about this, man. Uh, Morgan, Morgan in here. Jerome Chief Sutton is always in the house. Battle of Mania, always sharing great content with me. Anthony Bishop said, Bishop, I need a new JSU hat. Uh, ah. got a little twist. I think you know a little side <laughs> about that. He's Dr. K. Love, the mad professor. Hey, oh, yeah, this is it. This is this This is how we get down when you had a professor, you come out there, share some folks. I'll, I'll give you a little backstory to this before too long. But before further ado, I want to get into the poll ranking. I want to get into the poll ranking. 
Three teams drop out of the poll this week. We're going to focus on the top five. Again, you'll be able to go to VCSN and get the entire top ten episode. And, you know, I post it on Facebook, Twitter, uh, as well as Instagram, so you can see the top ten. I will tell you the teams that dropped out before we get in uh, to who jumped in and where they jumped in at. Drop Teams dropping out of Virginia Union Panthers, Miles Golden Bears, Clark Atlanta Panthers. Virginia Panthers fall to 0-2. I think you're going to hear more from them. Miles Golden Bears, uh, they fall out as well in terms of them getting in here. So uh, we'll get some of that updates there. Might have a little update that I need to shock in terms of what I put in there. But let's get in the top five. Let's pull up the top five so we can talk a little bit about what the top five look like. You have at number five. They fall one spot uh, from the fourth spot. They go to two and one, tough loss this weekend. At number four, you have Albany State Golden Rams uh, fall as well to two one. They fall two spots um, where they were previous this weekend, 70 some points there. Uh, you have at number three, Savannah State Tigers. Um, they fall two and one. I mean, they improved the two and one as they bounce back with a victory, moving up two spots, if you would. But we state continues to get it done as they slowly climb back out the charts after that early loss. Four first place votes, 79 points. They move up a spot. Holding on to the number one spot is Langston University. They go to three and zero overall, getting it done in the conference race. Six first place votes as they add to it. Uh, big time win there, 97 points. They remain at number one. What are your thoughts in terms of the top five programs? They stay in that position there. Just mixing it up a little bit, but they're consistent right now in terms of the mid-major for the top five programs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Savannah State with that huge win, that showdown all over uh, Benedict this uh, past weekend. Uh, shout out to Savannah State for getting that for getting that done. A wild game, but uh, Savannah State was able to come out on top in that game. Uh, Langston doing what they do, they hold they hold tight. But uh, shout out to Bowie State. That's that's a big win, big win when you anytime you go on the road and 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 pull it off on the road. So I got to give a little love to Bowie State for a huge win this past week. Yeah, that was a big win. I like that. They bounced back um, as they can't do it. Uh, shout out to defensive coordinator. He got a little upset that one of the players over the defensive lineman didn't get to see how they love <laughs> in terms of first team. Um, you know, so you know I what? I, when I look at this, um, when I look at it, though, I, I, I know Miles dropped out. That, that caught me off guard because they, they got that win against Clark, Clark. But Miles thought they'd still be uh, in the poll, but uh, Lane with a huge win this past weekend over Fort Valley. I think that that deserves some 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 merit and some consideration as well. Uh, Lane Dragons going on the road to get it done against Fort Valley. Yeah, I think you're right there in terms of the document you look at. I think I got some um, errors in there a little bit in terms of what that looks like. But you're right uh, in terms of Miles. They are one and two. They're still receiving votes, so they dropped out previous week, but they ain't able to drop back in there. But they keep doing what they're doing. They'll get back in there. And don't be surprised they find a way into the top five part of the poll as the season came on. It's just the way they did their season. Those two early losses put them in a hole early, even though they played well. um, It just um, measured that way. The two teams that did jump into the poll this week are Bluefield State at number eight and Allen Yellow Jack. Wow. Uh, In terms of what they were able to do, uh, having an early win streak 
it's kind of crazy when you talk about new programs. But credit to them getting it done. It was Edward Waters in Fort Valley State. I previously should have said that uh, actually fell out of the polls. With that being said, let's jump back in here um, and dig that up a little more and see how you feel. One thing I did want to say that I did not jump into uh, as an educator, professor, I did like what Rocky Miller added, and we didn't really get into talk about this, but about the education that the back players will receive traveling to an HBCU, no doubt about it. And they have educational components in here where they'll get to visit some of the programs and vice versa. So um, for graduate programs, I think it'll be interesting experiencing uh, with um, the players will learn. But not only that, additional other students will get a chance to learn some stuff. And then you're talking about all the peripheral, the graduate assistants and things of that nature. It'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. So final thoughts on the poll ranking. Bennett. Do you like the fact that Langston stayed at number one or are you uh, of the thought process that we state should be number one? Where, where are you uh, with that? I know last week they did move up a spot now. Yeah. I mean, I see them gaining votes. I, I see that the point total is, is really starting to eat at, at, at Langston. And I think eventually just strength of schedule, uh, eventually it, it will overcome Langston. But uh, as long as Langston keeps getting it done, you, you, it's hard to, you know, kind of uh, deduct points from them. But that's a macho win. Any, anytime you get on the road and get those uh, road wins for Bowie State, I, 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 that showed me something this weekend. I, I, I love seeing our HBCU teams, especially go to these historically white uh, colleges and universities, get those wins on the road there. No doubt about it. This is Dr. Cavill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this first half break. Tune in. We'll be right back with you after this break. We'll be able to get into some of that Authentic Caribbean food like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta will find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBNOnline, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot of love. And who the ball? Who the ball? 
So listen to Professor Yessa yes, And pay attention boy. Cause he gonna teach a lesson yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop getting it done today. Let's get into this major division. This is where people uh, often have a little fun in terms of what's going on. Not a lot of change in terms of teams in and out. We had one team drop out. That was Delaware State Hornets, uh, which means a team jumping in. Uh, I will tell you that was Tennessee State Tigers after they get off the snide with their win. It's a little early, so you see some teams with losing records in the poll rankings. Uh, and you see maybe some of the stronger teams that you think about are outside but still receiving votes, but they haven't won a game. They played some tough schedules. South Carolina State at 0-3, but doing a couple of Wildcats in 0-3. North Carolina A&T Aggies at 0-2. They get a chance maybe to make a huge statement this weekend as we get into it. Um, so let's look at the top five. You can go to the BCSN to get the entire top 10 poll rankings. You see them there. You see teams like FAMU, Alcorn State outside of the top 10. They're sneaking around in there a little bit. You see Grambling in there, which is going to create another top 10 matchup between uh, Prairie and Grambling this weekend and State Fair Classic. With that being said, let's focus on this top five. At number five, Arkansas Pine Bluff had a tough road loss. Uh, in some ways, they were in that matchup to late, then they kind of pull it away. But they fall two spots after falling to one and one, 74 points. They have a big matchup this weekend against Alcorn, which sets up a top 10 matchup. You have number seven going on the road to number five. It's going to be fascinating. It's a divisional game this year in terms of the conference standings. Um, so this will be fascinating. You have a Alcorn State Brave team that won the conference in 2019, you had Arkansas Pine Bluff in the spring of 2021 for the 2020 fall season play in the championship game, and they feel good about themselves. This is a nice little benchmark. Another great Thursday night game on ESPNU just after having that Alabama A&M, the number one team, go on the road to Bethune-Cookman. Can this one live up to the hype? But Pine Bluff is ranked number five. Let's move on. And number four, yeah, Prairie and Panthers getting a big non-conference win as other folks couldn't quite get it done. They get it done. Houston Baptist um, in that matchup. First quarter, everybody scores, it seems like, and then the defense shut down the rest of the game. They got it done as they win uh, at home against Houston Baptist. They move up four spots with other teams losing. They get it done. Two and one on the season, one and oh, as they play a top ten. Matchup as well, you have uh, number four versus number nine in terms of State Fair Classic. Seems like you're probably going to get some movement in some of this as these top ten teams are playing each other. At number three, you have North Carolina Central. They're two and one on the season. Big win over Alcorn, the top ten uh, top ten team at the time. was a top five program. But they probably have a big early test going on the road against the Aggies that are not ranked playing uh, that perceived uh, what many people would think is a tougher schedule. Uh, but it's going to be interesting that Aggie Eagles, will Eagles be able to make another major statement or will Aggies show everybody who they really are? But number three, we're moving up two spots, nothing, none other than North Carolina Central Eagles. And number two, you have the Jackson State Tigers. Two and one, one and oh, had a tough loss. Lost in first place votes, but they stay right there. Two first place votes. 105 points, remaining at number two, played 
and gave Monroe everything they wanted, forced them uh, to four field goals. They could not get in the end zone, but it was enough to get it done as that defense held Jackson State to just a long touchdown. A fascinating game. Number one, Alabama A&M goes on the road, gets it done against a tough Bethune-Cookman in the weather, 2-0, 1-0 in the conference race, a big win that they had over top 10 team, FAMU. Uh, 1-0 in the conference, 11 first-place votes, 118 points. Top five programs, what do you say about the poll? Top five or even the top ten? Any any concerns, questions that you have going on with you, Charles? Yeah, Tennessee State, uh, they're, they're, uh, they've snuck their way into the top ten and they've got me on Kentucky State. But uh, uh, they get, you got some strong 0-3 teams that's, that's going to be nipping at the heels over the follow, next following weeks. Uh, but I noticed Tennessee <laughs> I State in there, too. Uh, Grandma State Prairie View, that's going to be a heck of a showdown. Uh, Prairie View is putting up uh, ridiculous amounts of points. Grandma will be tested severely uh, this weekend. going to be a huge game up there in Dallas with Prairie View and Grandma. That's going to be a four versus nine matchup. I'm looking forward to Alcorn and, and UAPB, two of the baddest left-handers uh, in the swag when you're talking about uh, Skylar Perry. Uh, and, and and my guy Felix uh, over over there uh, with Alcorn, uh, Felix Harper, um, he had a big game this past weekend against the FBS opponent against South Alabama. And shout out to Alcorn with all the turmoil uh, that had been going on uh, with their program uh, this past week. For them to put up that effort against uh, South Alabama, uh, that speaks volumes to Fred McNair uh, and his coaching prowess and that championship pedigree uh, that Alcorn has. Uh, Jackson State is going to hate that they let that one get away. Uh, I think uh, in looking at that game, uh, they were the, I think, a more talented team, to be very honest with you. Um, uh, They just could not get much going on the offensive side of the ball. I think toward the back end of the fourth quarter, offensive line began to wear down. And you have Monroe got some hits on Shador uh, Sanders this weekend. So Mm. uh, that that was uh, very interesting to watch that. But that defense, that that defense is playing some some football. Uh, It really does. I've got a lot of texts from a lot of uh, the old Jackson State Tigers from guys from the 80s when they used to blitz nonstop with Coach uh, Big Daddy Carson, and it's reminiscent of that. Uh, that October 9th showdown is looming large. Jack State to get past uh, Delta State this uh, weekend should be a good one. W.C. Gordon Classic uh, read out in Jackson this weekend. They're looking to get 35,000, 40,000 in the stands in Jackson. But if they get a, a great showing against Delta State, get the victory against Delta State. They have an off week, got two weeks to prepare for the most lethal passing attack in FCS football, Aquil Glass, we got a chance to see it up close. Aquil Glass and the Outlaws against Bethune Cookman this past Thursday. Uh, Aquil Glass is throwing the ball around in, a, in inclement weather. Uh, that that spoke volumes to me because the offense never stopped humming. Uh, you know, kudos to Bethune Cookman. They they found a way to stay in that game. But you're talking about uh, uh, four receivers who can flat get it done. And uh, Alabama A&M, they are one of the most uh, explosive teams that we're going to watch all season. And going up against Jackson State's defense October 9th, we'll talk about it then. But I I already got my eyes tuned in on on that matchup. Ooh, I love the points that you make there. A lot of good information just digging in there. I do want to shout out before I get back into the poll, but I don't want to miss this. Troy Lamont. Uh, sent us out, and let's give some love to volleyball. ANTV Virginia Tech this week, and FAMU, FAMU, Auburn, big, yeah, big, big wins in terms of Power Five schools to volleyball. Shout out to Troy bringing my attention to that. I did see that. I'm glad that you brought that up. 
Jerome G jumped in here with uh, saying FAMU over Auburn was the team. Uh, absolutely correct. So great information there. People getting into the uh, poll rankings. I like the comments. Some good stuff there. Particularly Dwight Moore says no BCCU, Norfolk State, A&T over Tennessee State. Yeah, I certainly understand why you question that, but this is just a reflection of the schedule. A&T is on to, they get a chance to make a great point this weekend. They get a chance at the number three team at this point at home if you do what you're supposed to do you're going to get a chance to be ranked next week not only that i do think it's interesting in norfolk state do you think tennessee states win over kentucky state with their early win over central state is stronger than the norfolk state win over elizabeth city state i know that's a backwards way to ask the question in some degree. But if you had to look at those two teams, as you did question Tennessee State, and I think rightfully so, if the question is Norfolk State, even though they're not receiving the votes, would you give the nod Norfolk State or Tennessee State based on those wins? Um, Norfolk State was dominant in their win over Elizabeth City State. Uh, but I give kudos to uh, Tennessee State in terms of taking on that Kentucky State uh, offense. You know, it's just hard preparing for that wishbone. They have one heck of a back in Brett Selby. So, uh, you, you know, I, 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 I kind of question them being a 10, but when you take a look at uh, Kentucky State and especially what I think is going to be a strong SIAC team, I, I let Tennessee State slide on in that team. I, I, I'll let them stay there. I, you know, Elizabeth City State, yeah. Norfolk State did what they were supposed to do against them. I got you. Shout out to Lonnie Shaw. He laid it here. No, that's all right. The door's open. Come on and take these notes. You know what we do. Get into this lecture. Uh, always on time and ready. Anthony Weston said, what's up, everyone? No doubt he's in here. Uh, but I, somebody said, Dwight Moore says, Tennessee State, what? It did mean you have another one. Why are Grambling and Tennessee State in the poll? I'm not impressed with far. A.D. Drew coming out and not holding back any. Hey, it's early. You got to have somebody in the top 10 poll ranking for a major division. It'll play out. It's just the way the schedule floats and stuff like that. These teams will get a chance to make some statements, though. Yeah, Prairie and Grambling. Somebody uh, has a chance to make a statement real early. So it's going to be fascinating. That all corn and pine bluff, you're going to get some fluctuation there. We said that North Carolina, Central North Carolina A&T. So things are going to play out. What I love to see, if we can get to week five, we have number two going on the road to number one. And they hold serve uh, over the next couple of weeks to set up that matchup. That's fascinating to me in so many different ways. So, yeah, it's it's – it's going to get interesting. You'll see uh, over the weeks, you're probably going to see multiple of these top 10 matchups in so many different ways. So points well, but I like the fact you got Sherman Miller jumping out here early. We usually don't do our breakdowns on our scores. I mean, we'll do some breakdown games and we'll do that as we come back uh, in this last uh, 15 minute segment of the show. But he put it out there. He says all corn 24, UP 17. That would be mm. a great game, seven points. So I picked, I'll picked. i take that. And he lets everybody know he's pulling for the Braves. Go Braves. So it'll be interesting yeah. that um, as say. we get into it. So, yeah, tell me about some of these scores you got out here as we get in there. What were you going to say there? Yeah, let me shout out my guy Neely. I see, see he's dropping, uh, listening to us tonight. But, uh, you know, shout out to Neely. Some of the things that uh, – 
uh, we're doing with the pregame show uh, and some of the, the camera angles and everything that uh, he has really had a tremendous vision in terms of seeing is it's just uh, unique in terms of trying to cover Jackson State uh, from the sideline. This is, it's, it's a very unique situation. And uh, I, I want to shout him out because uh, looking back at, at some of the things that I know need to be edited, uh, it's just tremendous uh, work, camera work and, and things of that nature that he's uh, really uh, had a, a, has an eye for. So I definitely want to just shout that out. I like that. No, great point when you make it and when you get in there. G Boom Holly says, what poll was that? That is Dr. DeVille's inside HBC. Huddle report for Dr. Bill's 2021 HBCU Major Division football poll. And the um, second part of the show, or I should say, in the first half of the show, we did the mid-major division football poll ranking in week number three. This is week number three. With that, we're going to take this last break. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop. We'll get into the MEAC and SWAC Major Division games of the week as well as the SCIAA and SIC, We'll save the classic and independent matchups for Thursday, and then we'll also give you our breakdown in terms of the score contest as we get into 2ttickets.com and the mask in terms of who will win some of these key matchups. We'll do that and let Charles and Mike rock that down. We'll save that to Thursday, but we'll go over some of these matchups when we come back right after this last break. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Stick Since with 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mill inside HBC Sports Lab. AD says he likes the HBC Pro Sports Media Association poll. I do vote in that poll. I do have. Some affection to that poll as well. Charles votes in that poll. Um, we're going to get Mike voting in that poll since he likes to beat up on my rankings. Remember, mine is a poll ranking. Uh, we take the data analytics fix, not just the folks out there voting. We do it differently here. But let's get back into it. MEAC, <laughs> major division game of the week. Uh, Laredo, or Loretto, I should say, Pennsylvania. Let me know if I pronounced that incorrectly. I don't want to mess up these people's city. But you have Northeastern Conference, NEC, versus MEAC, Saturday, September 25th. This is a good chance for Norfolk State to make another statement. They got to go on the road, St. Francis, PA, Red Flash. It's a historically white college, FCS level. So 
same level there. Uh, the Red Flash are one and two on the season and one and oh in conference, while yes, Spartans are one and two on the season. So interesting matchups. Any thought in terms of the Spartans going on the road? Can they get this victory, Charles? Yeah, you always want to take a look at these uh, out-of-conference games, uh, both, uh, uh, especially we talk about SWAC and Southland, but uh, you're talking about the MIAC and the NAC both being in that same uh, geographic region fighting for the same recruits. So you always want to get these uh, bragging games, uh, if you will, uh, uh, for on against these opponents that are right in your area. So I'm sure that this will be one that uh, uh, Coach Dawson Odoms has circled. Uh, on his schedule to make sure the Spartans are ready for bear up against this uh, St. Francis PA Red Flash team. What about, uh, let's go to the SWAC major division game of the week. This is the TV special, another Thursday night game. Uh, that is SWAC major division game of the week. That's two in a row. <laughs> field this time, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Um, when you have number seven, Alcorn State Braves, one and two on the season at number five, Arkansas, at Pine Bluff, Golden Lions, who are also one and two. Now, this game is on ESPNU, six o'clock. So we'll see what we can do to make sure that we entertain you as you're watching the game. We'll see if we can get some insight and have us a watch party. We'll try it again, see if the weather won't get in the way this week, <laughs> see if we can uh, do some things of that. Uh, before you get into this matchup, I see something has you entertained. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, yeah, uh, AD, you wanted me to make sure to shout out uh, Jackson State. Today is a 921 uh, Coach Prime. You know, everybody celebrates Amazon Prime. Jackson State folks celebrates uh, September 21st, Coach Prime Day. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're loving it. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to let you get beat up on that. So let's jump back into this Alcorn State uh, Pine Bluff. What do you think? Number seven and number five. Top 10 matchup. I love it. Thursday night under the lights. What do you have to say about this game? You know, I know the two quarterbacks are very strong in this matchup, but what else do you see going on when you break well, this down? I, this is this opportunity for Arkansas Pine Bluff to shut up all the doubters. I mean, uh, they mm. legitimately got it done this past spring uh, with Alcorn not being around, uh, with Arkansas Pine Bluff winning the Swag West, but you get the, the, the 2019 Swag champion on your home field uh, you got to figure out a way to get it done. Uh, Alcorn State Championship pedigree, they'll be ready. Uh, I know Doc Gamble will have his team up and ready for this game, but, you know, it, it does. It all starts as a quarterback for, for both teams. Felix Harper, uh, he got a tremendous game last week against uh, USA. Uh, but Skylar Perry, he, he also gets it done for Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, both guys, you know, they can do it from the pocket, but if need be, uh, they get to use their legs as well. You got Josh Wilkes, receiver for uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, with Charles Pringle. Uh, but I think the tail of the tape in this game, uh, whose who's defense is ready? Whose defense is ready for that pass mm. attack? So th- this should be a, a very fun one. But uh, hey, Pine Bluff, all right, Cameo, I'm, 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 I've been listening. I've been watching, waiting, been waiting on this data point right here. Alcorn visits. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, we get to see if the Golden Lions are really about their life. Yeah, you got the highlighters. So I know you, Mark. <laughs> you already getting down and getting ready. Who you got? No, just right, this, this is a tease. We'll, we'll wait till Thursday. We'll give you a chance to marinate. Yeah, let me marinate on it. I know this one's a good one. Well, let's get into it before we close out. Let's get into the mid-major. Let's show the mid-major some love. Let's get into the CIAA mid-major division game of the week for Dr. Ville's Inside HBCU Huddle with 
that we're going to go to Fayetteville, North Carolina, Luther Nick Gerald Stadium. We have a CIAA matchup at 6 o'clock Saturday, September the 25th. We have Virginia State Trojans that are 0-2 going to take uh, Fayetteville State Broncos top 10 program, 1-1 and 1-0 in terms of the conference. What do you think about Fayetteville State hosting Virginia State? Can the Northern Division make another statement, or will the Southern uh, Division uh, step up and make a statement this week? Well, this is, this is a very interesting one. Like you said, Northern Division versus Southern Division. Uh, Fayetteville State, nice running game, things of that nature. Reggie Barlow brings his team in on this. Ooh, this one's tough, tough, tough. But um, I will go with Fayetteville State to get this win and make a statement for the CIAA South. Mm, I like the way you think there. Uh, making that statement for the South, uh, we'll, see. we'll see where you're at. Let's go over here to the SIC. Mid-major division game of the week. We have Central State Matadors. This will be a divisional contest. Uh, Central State Matadors coming at one and two. At Miles Golden Bears, one and two. One and oh as they got a big conference win this past weekend, as you talked about, over Clark Atlanta. You have Central State. It's is 0-1 in terms of the conference race as they took a tough loss last week. Uh, Miles are trying to find a way to get in the top 10. They believe they should be in there. What do you say about this matchup out of the SIC? Sloan Alumni Stadium, Fairfield, Alabama, as Miles Golden Bears are at home after being well, on the road last week. I think the home over for the Miles Golden Bears. And then I think what Bridget Ruffin is going to do, he's going to show uh, his team, Dr. Cabell's poll ranking with Miles not being in there. And that's going to be enough to fire them up uh, against Central State. <laughs> so I'm expecting Miles like to really go after Central like State. It. Uh, we've seen them take on two uh, good SWAC teams and hold their own with, uh, uh, in terms of losses, barely losing to Alabama State and uh, just giving up the rope a little bit there in the second half to Southern. But this is a good football team, and they are the standard bearer in the SIAC. So I'm expecting Miles to get the W. Good one. Good one. I like to see Miles continue to get it done. They're, they're making a statement. You know, a lot of folks over there think that, Miles College is auditioning for the SWAC and now with State having to deal with, uh, with the loss of Austin P. Maybe is, is that the partner? You know, I favor getting into the Atlanta market, Clark Atlanta. I know Atlanta, in terms of what they've done on the football field, doesn't really excite anybody, but uh, the new function and new commitment could change things. I like going into Atlanta. I, but let's get to the bigger picture, which is Tennessee State and with Austin P leaving. Any thoughts in terms of what you're hearing about Tennessee State? Um, just general overall thoughts. We don't have to get into whether they should yeah. be swag. You know, everybody has said it already. But really, in serious in terms of the OBC, that will be down to six teams. And three teams leave. All of them go over to the Atlantic Sun, which will now become a six-member conference. They'll be able to earn their automatic bid. Um, and so they're certainly looking like they're on the rise. What are your thoughts about this? The last thing I'll say before I do that, before I get your thoughts, is the challenge that Tennessee State is having now. And this is why it's so important to always try to be ahead of the curve when you see things happening. The Atlantic Sun, people look at the, the, the football landscape. Yeah, it's just six teams in football. So it wouldn't take anything for them to add uh, a football member or the Big South for that matter, you know, going over there. Uh, obviously, 
maybe even the Southland with 16. The problem you have with the Atlantic Sun is basketball, they have 12 teams already. They will have 12 teams once they find a new configuration of the conference. Um, presidents do not like to add teams in terms of the basketball revenue because you start to split it. They like that mm. even. So you talk about going to 14 teams um, scheduling-wise. Same thing with the Big South, you don't realize. Yeah, that seems to be open, but um, it has 12 basketball members once um, the teams leave uh, football side of that. So that's something I think that you need to consider when you look at it. But what are your general thoughts? Uh, I think my general thoughts is if I'm a Tennessee State fan, I'm wondering whether I'm in purgatory uh, being in OBC. Uh, the, the question uh, becomes when you see teams uh, drop out or, or leave to go to another conference, where, where does that leave Tennessee State? Where does that leave them uh, positioning with regards to recruiting, with, with regards to their brand? Uh, and I think you touched on something else with the basketball uh, there. That, that, that's another interesting data point that is – uh, should be taken taking a look at, but I, I think you know when you talk to Tennessee State fans, um, and you know, Doc, it, it is what it is. They they enjoy uh, the camaraderie of of being around the HBCU teams. Yeah, that, that's that's the general consensus that I've gotten from a uh, quite a bit of uh, Tennessee State fans. You threw me a curveball. Uh, with Miles auditioning for the swag, I, I did wasn't uh, wasn't quite ready for that, uh, but uh, that that would be that would be interesting. I tell you what, Dwight Moore would love this. They they got a band for the swag, so I, I know that much. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. I'm glad you put that out there to make sure the band heads in. Thinking about that, we will go into week three of the marching sport band, where it's about wins and losses. So look at some of your head to head matchups that came this pack weekend, and we'll see. If there are any changes in the margin sport top ten, I'm gonna shout out Kentucky State early for that for that poll because they they put on a show uh, of Tennessee State. Um, yeah, I had some. I'll say it a little early. I thought they might have been an the upset there. Yeah, I, I, I had some bandheads reach out to me about that one, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let me take a look and see what happened. That <laughs> small band, big sound, small band, big sound. Oh yeah, but it's a head to head matchup. That's what I'm saying. It gets important. indeed. Tennessee State has had their uh, full weekend, so they've been able to really get in the mix. We'll see what it means. Do they take a 3-1 early season lead and see if they can hold on, or do they drop the 2-2 two and two and go to 500 in hmm. terms of what they did there in 500? We'll have to see. So be in Thursday as we get it going. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Camille the Dean of HBCU Sports coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and the breakdown that we had today. Uh, again, we want to thank you for listening, Dr. Mills, inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. Join us on Thursday, 6 o'clock, Sister Standard Time, as we get into some more matchups, and then we'll get some breakdowns on the scores as well as the marching sport top 10 poll ranking. We'll look at the top five marching bands in that. Uh, we look forward as we continue to discuss things on Thursday. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's Inside HBC Sports Lab. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Course, Charles. Lecture.
Dismiss it. <laughs> oh, he was ready. <laughs>